two brothers engaged in murderous tactics to win over a gold mine. Are they still fighting their battle to this very day? What happens when a woman goes to the doctor just to get treated for asthma and ends up becoming the talk of the town? And then we cover the story of a time-traveling train. A story that is so bizarre, this very episode may have already traveled back in time. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. Hope you guys are having a great day too. Hope you guys are having a lot of fun. I hope you guys are 20% less sweaty than I am because I'm dripping sweat. I'm recording this podcast. This is like 9.30 at night. I feel like the Swamp Thing. I feel like something the Swamp Thing would go like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I will go fight some other monster. You're too sweaty. No segue. No segue away from that. Let's go ahead and take a look at today's submission for Fan Art Friday. This is old. This is from like episode 154 or something like this. This I got this off of the original Discord way back in the day. I mean, this is old school, and it was made by Snippy Jammin on Newgrounds. It's that old. The person who drew this still has a Newgrounds account. It's a picture of Mongo, one of the very few reoccurring characters on this show, from one of still one of my favorite episodes, a story about a Christian scientist who believed that there were not like the religion Christian scientist, but he was a Christian and a scientist who believed that every planet in the universe had a ton of people on it. It's a really, really interesting episode. I'll put it in the show notes. And that is a picture of his father, Mungo Dick. Real name. Not a joke. Not a joke. Someone named their son Mungo Dick. So thank you, Snippy Jammin. I will check out, I will go to your Newgrounds account, and I'm sure you have some cool video games recommended. I do. I spent so much time on Newgrounds back in the day. All Hallows' Eve was my favorite game. Oh wait, Flash isn't even on. I don't think you can have Flash anymore. But if I can find All Hallows' Eve, I'll put that in the show notes as well. The My brain has become water at this point. I'm totally just talking about random stuff. But this dude's not random. Coming into Dead Rabbit Command, riding on the back of a Stegosaurus. It's Rabid Fish. Everyone give a round of applause to Rabid Fish. Rabid Fish just joined the Patreon. One of the earliest listeners of this show. Thank you for joining the Patreon. It really means a lot. Rabid Fish, I'm going to go ahead and toss you some coal. We're going to hop back into the Carpenter Caboose. We are leaving behind Dead Rabbit Command. We are headed out to... Gold Hill, North Carolina. Chugga, 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 We were there earlier in the week. They actually seems to have a lot of ghosts in North Carolina. I, I, didn't, I didn't know it was one of the most haunted places in America. But we're back here. It's Gold Hill. We're back in the gold rush days. North Carolina actually had the first major gold rush of the United States before California. And I can already tell you guys right now, because that intro was so long with me talking about being sweaty and fighting the swamp thing, we're not going to have time for the medical freak story. So if you were here for that one, tune in Monday. We're at, I don't want you to wait with bated breath through this one and be like, oh man, I have asthma and I was the talk of the town. Maybe he's going to do an episode on me. I spent too long on the intro. But anyways, um, so it's January 1954. We're at Gold Hill, North Carolina. And there's this big mine hole. What are these things called? Caves? Caves, right? There's this giant hole in the mountain. 
two people are walking around. It doesn't say what they're doing at the mine shaft. The mine shaft has long been closed, so we know they're not miners. I'm thinking they were there, like, to neck. I'm thinking they were there probably to, like, make out or something like that. It was a young couple. They're out in the middle of nowhere. They're by this mine shaft. Hey, Betty, you want to see how far I can throw a rock down the mine shaft? Like, I don't think they were there to goof off. I think they were there to goof off, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Sometimes I'm hitting your ribs with my elbow. You're like, Jason, I got it. They're going to make out. These two witnesses are hanging out around the Gold Hill Mine. And just when things are getting a little hot and heavy, if you know if you know what I mean, you're like, Jason, yes, we know what you mean. Just finish the story. This is why you can never get to the story about the woman with asthma. Because you're always going off on these tangents. Okay, okay, fine. I'll tell you the story. So, I'm so sweaty. I can barely think. It's so hot in here. It's like recording a podcast in a microwave. This couple is at the mine shaft, and they're making out. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> they look over, and they see a floating arm. Right? That's alarming enough, right? If you were with someone, if you were with, if you're with someone, and you're trying to like kiss them, they see a floating arm. That's totally gonna totally ruin the mood. But then they see a floating foot and then a floating thigh they're like what how many floating body parts are there going to be all of them coming out of the mouth of the cave was a bunch of body parts floating in the air they seem to have this bioluminescence to them they're glowing in the dark you see the torso ripped in two Legs. If this episode's too spooky for you, it's too late to shut it off. The torso's ripped in two with ultra-realistic blood pouring out of it. Thighs and kneecaps and toes and fingers floating through the mine shaft. They see the head. And its eyes are rolling back. Its mouth opening and closing. And this assemblage of body parts is floating closer towards the young couple. And then, the sound of lightning (laughs) deafens them for just a moment. The sight vanishes. The young couple runs back to town. They begin telling people, Oh my god, you won't believe what just happened. We were up at Gold Hill Mine, and... And the townspeople go, Oh, the, the, the glowing body parts showed up? The glowing body parts showed up, right? Uh, you were trying to make out with her and a bunch of glowing body parts showed up and the head was like, uh, they're like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Do you know, is this something people in town know about? Yes. The glowing body parts, that's on their map. People are like, well, you take a left at the glowing body parts and keep driving until you see the gremlins. We know who the glowing body parts belong to. Back in time, back during the North Carolina gold rush, There was two brothers, Joe Newman and Walter George Newman. They were both owners of the Newman mine. But we're talking about a hole in the earth full of gold. Is there really enough gold for two people? There's enough gold. There's enough gold for more than two people. But greed got the best of these brothers. Joe wants all the gold. Walter wants all the gold. But Walter's a little more vicious. Now, some people say this was an accident. Some people say Joe was just being a little clumsy that day. Other people say somehow Walter had planned this. You're living in the old times. You own a gold mine. 
So you are going to have a bunch of dynamite in your house. This is something you have. You're like, uh, don't smoke in here. This is the dynamite room. Let's go to the lounge. You have dynamite in your house. And one day, Joe was at home. He's like smoking a big stogie. He's like, should have turned the light on before I walked into this room. I'm sure it's not the dynamite room. One day, Joe's at his house and the house blows up. All the dynamite goes off. Joe is blown to pieces. Torso ripped in half. Witnesses said the blood was ultra-realistic. So when a floating specter of body parts comes floating out of the mine, I mean, I'm sure there are people who are like, Joe, is that you? Like, I'm sure people recognized him. They're like, oh, Joe, you, you were always so funny when you rolled your eyes in the back of your head and went, ah, ah, ah. You always made all the other miners laugh. Some people probably recognize this collection of body parts. I recognize that thigh anywhere. That's good old Joe. He's always playing the spoons on that. People go, oh, that's Joe. That's good old, that's good old glowing Joe. He's always glowing and floating. Show off. His brother, though, did get control of the mine. Because that's what's going to happen, right? Whether or not Joe blew himself up or Walter somehow planned it, he gets control of the mine. However, in 1918, as people tend to do, Walter died. And it doesn't say that he was killed by a ghost. It doesn't say that one day he woke up with a stick of dynamite in his mouth. He just died. He just died like normal humans die. But to this day, some people say if you visit the Newman Mine, you'll see not one ghost, but two. The floating limbs of Joe Newman. And the ghastly spirit of Walter as well. He will walk out of the mine at dusk and travel into the nearby towns. Is he looking for his gold? Is he the leprechaun? Did he become the leprechaun when he died? Is he looking for more gold? Or is he trying to hide from his brother? The brother he blew to smithereens. Spooky ghost story. I think if you're afraid of floating body parts, it's terrifying. The reason why I love this story is this is the type of story that would get me to go out there. We've covered other stories this week where you had the glowing ball in the mine because the one dude got murdered. Ah, whatever. I mean, Jason, aren't you a paranormal researcher? There's a bunch of phantoms floating around a library. I'm like, are they blowing to pieces? I'm not going. They're like, oh, we're getting possessed. I'm like, yawn. You know what I mean? Like glowing lights. You could always say that's some sort of like gas fissure or something like that. The woman and the horse. That's the one we covered yesterday. The woman and the horse running through North Carolina. That, I, I, I don't, what am I supposed to do? Just walk around North Carolina up and down that street until maybe I see a horse. This one is like, it's creepy. I would go out to a mine shaft and if it was just a glowing ball, I wouldn't be interested in it. But it, first off, it's not just one, but two ghosts. So that's great. And two, one of the ghosts is absolutely disgusting. Like if I want to see a ghost, and I do, I've seen ghosts before, but you never, you still want to see ghosts. You want to see future ghosts. If you had your choice between, okay, here, here's how I'm going to rate them. <laughs> Again, this is why I don't have time to talk about the asthma story. This is, I'm going to rate ghosts I want to watch. First off, super gross. No, no. First off, spooky ghosts. 
I remember once I covered a story about this young couple were at a hotel. They walked into the hallway and they saw a screaming head just floating there. It was just screaming and then it slowly faded away, but they could still hear the screaming. And then that's faded away afterwards. That is a ghost I would want. That's terrifying, right? Or like you turn around and there's like, like a skeleton all covered in blood and gore. And see, that moves into the next one. If it's not spooky, like a skeleton with eyeballs going, nah, 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 nah. that's spooky. It's actually kind of funny right and playing his rib cage. He's like, stop it. Spooky ghosts are the best one. Eight foot tall, grim reaper guys, stuff like that. Secondly, super gross ghosts, which is why that head one was so great. So, like, Ghost or Charman, the the one in Oregon, the Charman one who jumps in the back of your car. I'll put that in the show notes as well. I love ghosts like that because it's super gross, right? Like, you want to see them all, like, decayed and chasing you. And you want to see them, like, grody, right? I, if I, again, we're breaking them down. Like, if, if some butler wants to show up tonight, if some butler ghost wants to show up tonight, at my place, I'm not going to kick him out, but I might be a little unimpressed until like he pulls his skin off and I'm like, now that's what I'm talking about. Let me grab my camera. And then you have, so you have scary ghosts. Those are the best to see, which I've seen scary ghosts and I've seen gross ghosts as well. And then the third one down that I've never seen is like a super hot ghost, like a ghost in like old Victorian clothing or like Elizabethan clothing. And she's like, she's, she's built, you know, she's pretty stacked, right? She's thick. And she's like just flown around. And I'm like, hey, hey, you come here often? <laughs> she's like, yeah, I've been haunting the place for 100 years. I was like, ah, that's the only pickup line I have. Like a hot ghost. I've never seen a sexy ghost before. And then after that, a normal ghost. And then after that, like orbs and, and all that stuff are at the bottom. Like, I would just be like, oh my God, that's so impressive. You came back from the dead, but you're only a three foot glowing orb. Ugh. Call me when you get hot or gross. One of the two. So that, there you go. That is, you didn't ask for it. You didn't ask for it at all. There is Jason's ranking of ghosts. Yeah, I've seen scary ghosts before. I've seen ghosts of people with like, with no face, like skeleton, like bloody skeletal, like muscle tissue ghost type of thing. And I saw that little blue boy for the longest time. I'm, I'm pretty sure I talked about that on the show. I'll have to look. And it's really hard. I don't have show notes for my personal stories. So sometimes I don't know if I've talked about it before, but I'm sure I talked about that little blue boy that I ran over with my car. (laughs) You're like, Jason, you never told us this story. I ran over this ghost with my car and then it haunted me for like months. It like followed me to work. I thought I was losing my mind. It was terrifying. Uh, Maybe I'll be able to find that in the show notes. But that's actually a great segue. Believe it or not, I did not plan that. I don't really plan anything on this show. I just have a couple notes. That's a great segue, though, to our next story. Rabid Fish, it's actually interesting that Rabid Fish is on this show because he's been listening to the show since the early days. Rabid Fish, I'm going to toss you the keys of the Carboner Copter. We are leaving behind Dead Rabbit Command. We are headed out to Italy. <laughs> One of the things that I say at the end of the show that I truly mean, and pretty much everything I say on the show I truly mean. I can't think of any time I've like lied. I'm like, I hope you're having a terrible day. I'm having a great day, but I hope yours is awful. No, when I say, you don't have to listen to every episode, but thank you for listening to this one, or I'm glad you listened to this one, I actually think is how it goes. I mean that. It's awesome that people are listening to these episodes. 
very rarely do people listen to all the episodes. A lot of you guys have emailed me and said, hey, dude, I've listened to every single episode, which is awesome. But a lot of people can't. And I don't, I'm not like, oh man, he didn't listen to 670, what are we on? 684 episodes. He didn't listen to, what is that, 300, 400 hours of content? You're not a true fan. Like, I view it as like the nightly news. You don't watch the nightly news every single night. Some people do. But I don't get offended if people do. If I was a newscaster, that's kind of how I view this show. I don't get offended if you were a weatherman and they're like, hey, man, I really love your weather report. Oh, yeah? Well, what was the weather last week then, huh? And they just go, I don't watch the weather every single day. That's how I view this show. But I do appreciate it, people listening to it. So this next story is going to be weird. Some of you have listened to every single episode of the show. Some of you have listened to a lot of them. Some of you, this may be your first episode. And thank you if you're still around after all that randomness. But I can almost guarantee, may I can't guarantee, right? I'm not giving you your money back or anything. I'm not giving you your time back. I'm going to tell you this story, and we've already heard it. And not like you've heard it on another podcast, not like you've already heard it on a YouTube channel, or you already read an article on it. No. You've already heard me tell this story. But I haven't recorded it yet. Really, really bizarre phenomenon. Whenever I have this feeling, because I listen, I'm 44 years old. I've produced 684 episodes of this show. Each one has two or more spooky stories. I have come very close to covering the same thing twice. And I actually, in early episodes, I warned you guys about that. I go, there's a chance it all cover because my memory's going. I'm 44 years old. I'm consuming all this information. There may be a chance I tell the same story more than once, especially a personal story. And here's why. If I think I've already recorded a story, I go to my website that has all of my episodes, uh, my podcast website. You can listen to the you can listen to the podcast online other than YouTube or Spotify and stuff like that. You can just go to my website. And I go into the search bar and I'll type in, like, say, Gold Hill. Let's say a couple months from now, I think I'm going to do a story about ghosts and Gold Hill. And I go, I think I already got this. I'll type in Gold Hill. It'll pull it out right out of one of the headlines or even the URL. And I'll be like, oh, I did cover that before. I already covered that story. And because my show notes are so comprehensive and it's something that I'm very proud of because a lot of podcasts, especially podcasts like this, don't source their stuff. And I think it's important. That's why I feel comfortable doing 15, 20-minute segments because if you're really, really interested in it, you can do more research. I really pack in as much as I can into those 15, 20 minutes. Like, I don't leave a lot of stuff out. But if you ever want to know more, you can go to those show notes and you can read those articles. So I'm very proud of my show notes. They're very, very comprehensive. My personal stories, there are none, because what am I supposed to link to? My grandma's phone number? So this story we're about to cover, I've already recorded it. I swear that I've done this story. There are parts of it that I'm like, I already did this. But when I look for it in my show notes, I can't find it anywhere. I've tried all sorts of terms. I've never spoke of this story. I've never spoke of this company. I've never spoken of this amount of people. I was going through every episode where the word train appeared in the show notes, either in the headline of an article or the URL. And I've never talked about the story before, but I'm pretty sure I recorded it. And I was talking about this to the people who joined me on the 
Patreon live episode that I record on Sunday mornings. They come to the Discord. And I told them this story, and I go, doesn't that sound familiar? And a couple of them said, yeah, it does. So for an episode that's dealing with time travel, could the episode itself already traveled back in time? Let's take a look at this story. July 14th, 1941. We're in the Lombardy Mountains in Italy. Zanetti is an Italian train company. And they've created a new model train. State of the art. They got, they got wheels on this one. Their other ones didn't do too well. There's three luxurious compartments for passengers. This thing is ready to rock. Zanetti actually, for this maiden voyage, tells people, you know what? This ride, it's on us. It's free. Now, <laughs> they told a bunch of hobos that. I think they told their normal clientele. They go, we got this new train. This is going to be the way you're going to want to travel around Italy. Hop on board. The trip's on us. The alcohol will flow and the food will be... Mwah! There's 100 passengers on this train and six crew members. And it's stocked to the brim with drinks and food. The maiden voyage starts off without a hitch. The train chugga-chugga-chuggas along the track, and the people who work for Zanetti are waving to it, and they're like, man, that sure was awesome. That train is going to be the Cadillac. (laughs) Is Cadillac invented back then in 1911? That train is going to be the bee's knees. And they watch the train go down the track, chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga-chugga. Now, if this was just a normal train story, right? (laughs) I wouldn't want to talk about it on this podcast. It's not a podcast about old-timey trains. The reason why I'm talking about it is the train never reached its destination. So the business people, they're trying to wave hi to the train. It never shows up. Their arms get tired. And they're also worried about their massive investment. They're not just worried about their cramps. They send a search and rescue team. They must have broken down somewhere. Got to figure out what happened to this train. And as they're looking for this train, they get to a tunnel in the Lombardy Mountains. And there's two dudes just kind of sitting on the ground. People are like, what? And the search and rescue team goes, hey, uh, hey, you vagrants, what are you guys doing in the middle of nowhere? Did you happen to see a train that went by here? And the two guys were insane. (laughs) Those are the worst witnesses you could ever. Let me list the witnesses I want the least. Least of all, insane ones, block. Second ones are 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 the gross ones. I don't want gross witnesses. They're insane. But... They're all that they got, right? <laughs> and you're not just going to leave them out there. You go back home, you're like, hey, man, what happened to the train? Well, it was, it was, we didn't find it. We found these two insane people, but they're like, where are they at? Oh, we just left them out there. Let them fit for themselves. They bring the insane people back, and slowly they become less insane, and they tell the story. They were on the train. The train has taken a normal journey. Everyone's having a ball. And then all of a sudden, black smoke starts to fill the train. A fire broke out, is what they could tell. But they didn't see a fire. They just saw black smoke filling the passenger compartments. So everyone starts trying to run to the back of the train. There's only three compartments. You don't have a lot of place to run. And there's 100 people spread out on this thing. And one of the dudes jumps out of the train. Like, he's like, see you guys later. Deal with it. Jumps out of the train. The other guy's in the train a little bit longer. He said the black smoke was choking, is very acidic, and he gets ready to jump out of the train as well, and he sees the train about to enter the tunnel, 
and white mist is billowing out of the tunnel now. So he jumps out as well, lands on the ground, and the train enters the tunnel. And they're just like, they look at each other and just go insane. They're all like, ah. The train never came out of the other side of the tunnel. And the men never saw the train again. No one ever knew what happened to this luxurious train that was sent out by the Zanetti train company on its maiden voyage. And then in World War II, so what is that, like 30 years? If you find it in the tunnel in 30 years... But I thought this was a... I don't know why they added this detail. Maybe because people want to go into the tunnel. It got bombed. Bombers... Blew up the tunnel. So you can't visit it nowadays. If you're hoping to solve the mystery yourself, I hope you have some construction equipment. You can't go into the tunnel. So the train was never seen again. You can't visit the tunnel. It was completely blown up. However, scattered all over the internet are clues. They're all directly connected to the story. I wasn't able to find like a crazy fact website where they're like, do you know that a bangled tiger loves goat milk. It <laughs> loves to eat the goat too. You know, like this crazy fact website. I never saw one of them repeat one of these facts. Whenever I saw these facts, it was directly related to the story. In Modena, Northern Italy, the time medieval times, medieval times, it's a theme restaurant, but it was a whole continent in an actual time period. There was a bunch of monks in Modena and they're sitting in their monastery and they hear a chugga, 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 choo-choo. I don't think he was blowing the whistle at this point. But the monasteries in medieval times, they look out their window and they see a device. A beast made of iron. Describes as this, quote, a sled with a pipe dragging three smaller ones behind it. On top of that, Suffocating black smoke was spouting from its pipes. Oh, choka, 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 choka. Now, I don't know if you know a lot about technology or history or just anything. There weren't trains around during the medieval times. If there was, the Black Plague would have been everywhere. It would have gotten to every corner of the planet. There were no trains in medieval times. But these monks see this train or a sled with a pipe driving over the countryside and actually stops outside the monastery. And two people get off of this train and they walk up to the gate and they start yelling. Maybe they weren't yelling. Maybe they were kind of polite. But these two people are asking the monks for help. And the monks were so scared. They thought this was a vision of the devil that they refused to help the people. And eventually the two people got back on this sled with pipes. And it goes over the countryside and is never seen again. Until there's a sighting in 1840s, Mexico. There's reports of this train in the countryside of Mexico. September 25th, 1991. Poltava, Ukraine. There are train tracks. They do exist in 1991. And one day, the people of Poltava saw a strange, old-fashioned train traveling down the tracks. It moved silently. The blinds were closed on all the passenger cars. It didn't appear that there was anyone in the operator cab. It just silently glided until it was out of sight. October 1955, 
also in the Ukraine. This time it was traveling in a place with no train tracks. 1940s Mexico. Last off, last call, everybody. Choo! 104 people check into a Mexican insane asylum. <laughs> Could you imagine the line? Could you imagine the line? Oh man, I can't believe Joey called in sick today. Look at all these insane people. I gotta do all this stuff myself. 104 people got checked into a mental hospital in Mexico. And when the doctors were interviewing them, one, they all spoke Italian. So that made it a little difficult, right? Two, they got to figure out that all of these people were claiming the same psychosis. They all said they were on a train from Italy. And that train had departed back in the year 1911. One of them had a cigarette box on them. It's a cigarette box that has a date on it. 1907. We don't know what happened to these patients after they were checked into the insane asylum. We know one of them lost their cigarette box because that box is supposedly sitting in a museum in Mexico. Fascinating story. And you guys who listen to the podcast a lot know how much I love portal stories. The idea that you could be walking down a hallway and then appear in Paraguay or on an alien planet or in the Black Lodge. All of this stuff fascinates me. I love the idea of portals. So here we have a portal, an entire train, 104 people disappearing, traveling through time. Is any of it real? This is always the issue with these stories. We don't know every time. It would have been great. We talked about this on the Mike Madman Markham episode about time travel. It would have been great if I had at some point come across an article that was like a crazy fact thing or a sighting. And they said, yeah, it's really weird. Back in medieval Rome, there was a sighting of this mechanized beast moving over the landscape. No one ever knew what it was. It had three boxes behind it and you could see people. And then that would give you something to bite onto and it'd be completely unrelated to the story. But every time, like when I read this story and I was researching it, It would list all these. Some websites would list more details than other. Like I saw the medieval monks a couple times, but I said, I need more than that. I just can't say medieval monks. So I was able to keep digging and I found a website that specified it happened in Modena. I found another website that specified what they, I saw, like what they, how they described it. So I had to keep checking around. Some had a more slim version of it. Some people didn't mention that it went to the Ukraine. So is that the myth evolving? Is it changing for different audiences? It's weird that it went to Mexico twice and it went to the Ukraine twice. I thought that was bizarre details. And again, it's spread across different websites. So just on the face of it, I think it's an interesting story. Time traveling train, people trapped. It reminds me of that old Twilight Zone episode about the plane going back to dinosaur times. I saw that as a kid. I loved it. Terrified me, but I loved it. So this reminded me of that. But I am certain I've told this story before. 104 people going to a Mexican insane asylum. I am almost certain I've done that before. I talked about it before. I'm almost certain I talked about the cigarette box before. I mean, specific details about this story. The monks seeing the train. I was like, I've covered this before. But when I typed in every search term I could possibly think of into my website, 
nothing was pulling up. And like I said, if it had the word train in the headline of the article or in the show notes, it popped up. I looked up the word Zanetti. I looked up Z-A-N. I was looking up all this stuff. I could not find it. It's going to be so funny. If someone's going to be like, oh no, it's here. And, and, and even if I did repeat this episode, it's going to happen. I love this story. I'm 44 years old. I will repeat stuff. So it'll be hilarious if someone does find out that I've covered this before, but I couldn't find it. And wouldn't that be an amazing twist to this episode? Wouldn't that be just an awesome twist? An episode about time travel. Time traveled. To where some of you may have already heard it. And you guys will be looking through that website as well. And you're like, Jason, I know you did this story. I don't remember what episode it was, but I remember you telling this story. I remember telling, I remember the details. The old, I remember there's a story I covered about a guy who teleported from the Philippines to Mexico. There's that one. And I've covered a lot of train, more stories than you would think on a paranormal podcast. I've covered a ton of train stuff. We've covered two train stories this week. I actually found out about the train in India when I was researching this one because I was going everywhere and it took me down this haunted train, weird train path. But wouldn't that be amazing if an episode about a time-traveling train itself time-traveled back in time? It's just it's one of the just the layers that I love about the world of the paranormal. You never know what to expect. And there could be a rational explanation for it. I love the story. I could have already recorded it. And I just couldn't find it for some reason. That'd be rational explanation. Or it could be that some of you will sit there tonight after listening to this episode and go, I know I heard this one before from you. The mystery of the time-traveling train continues even when you're simply telling the story to a friend. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio. Twitter is at DeadRabbitRadio. DeadRabbitRadio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. You know I mean it. Have a great weekend, guys. <laughs>